So I just want to start up by saying, I think that was a pretty good Nintendo Direct. Wasn't the best, wasn't the worst, but in my opinion, it was definitely a pretty good one. Hello everybody, welcome to Weird Existence, I'm your host Gavin, where I just like to talk about the most random shit that is uh, currently on my mind, because that's that's usually how this podcast works out. Either way, thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, if, uh, if for anything else, I just, I like producing content and, uh, also sorry that it's been a hot minute since I posted anything. Either way, getting right into it. Uh, June 28th, we ended up getting a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. Uh, this is a very kind of contentious Nintendo Direct, mostly because of the timing. Uh, each year, Nintendo would uh, do a Nintendo Direct to, that lines up with E3, and this would be a major showcase where we would see a variety of IPs coming out with new titles. And um, for the most part, uh, E3 Nintendo Directs are just the biggest directs that we see in the year usually we get like two three maybe four if uh, nintendo is feeling extra spicy but i think it's been it's been a while since we've uh, seen uh that many uh nintendo directs in a year i think prior to covid um <laughs> that's getting off on a different tangent though either way a lot of people were disappointed by the fact that this was going to be a mini partner showcase mostly because in the past the mini partner showcases haven't shown anything that are like major console sellers like there's a lot of like lower like uh kind of like smaller ips that get released sometimes um you know just like new uh like intellectual properties that companies are playing around with but they don't exactly like have uh, much power in the industry they haven't made much of a name for themselves and yeah that is kind of what we we see usually with the the nintendo partner showcases but this last nintendo direct it has happened less than a week ago was pretty fucking good even though it was a mini it was a partner showcase it was pretty fucking good and let's let's get into that again this is weird existence thank you for listening so to be honest uh in my own opinion i don't believe the nintendo direct had the strongest start they started off by showcasing dlc for monster hunter rise and if you've listened to the podcast for a while you know that me and my friend eli have a certain affinity towards monster hunter and you know it's it's one of those things we like the game either way uh at the beginning of this partner showcase they started it off with trailer advertisement for the new dlc sunbreak which uh i'll be going over on another episode at some point because it's been a hot minute since i've talked about monster hunter and with the new uh large expansion they've added a bunch of content that is so hard not to talk about so either way look out for that in the future but i don't think this was a strong move from nintendo because of the kind of the timing so then partner showcase came out the 28th sunbreak was releasing on the 30th it is already out now 
I've gotten a little bit of my hands on it, but not enough to really say anything at this point. Um, but either way, it wasn't, in my opinion, smart advertising because they were starting off with a game that was already set to release and the audience that is going to play Monster Hunter has already decided that they're going to buy this DLC or not. It's just, I don't feel like they were going to reach out to a new audience with this move. That being said, though, um, I mean, for some, it could have felt dragged out, but like, I feel like they cut off the Monster Hunter content relatively quickly. It, it wasn't like that bad, in my opinion. Moving on after Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, they started talking about how uh, Nier Automata, the end of your edition, is actually coming to Nintendo Switch. And uh, this game has been out for quite a while. It's been out for like three, four years almost. Holy shit. Um, but the big announcement was that Square Enix would be moving this game over to the Nintendo Switch and it would be running natively um, on a cartridge, which is pretty fucking great honestly i mean it's one of those things that um we've seen square enix specifically kind of drop the ball with nintendo releases with how they dealt with the kingdom heart collection and that they they just did all like uh cloud saved um variations of the game and it was it's it's honestly a nightmare and not a lot of people have claimed uh good things about the kingdom heart collection on nintendo switch just cloud version it it sucks it, it really does um but they also announced that there would be some new cosmetics exclusive to the nintendo switch coming with this edition of uh near automata uh, automata um uh so continue on they announced a game called l'oreal and the laser eyes uh they announced the sequel to super bomberman r which uh came out with this on the switch um i don't know i can't remember if it was a launch title i want to say it was but uh don't quote me on that uh after super bomberman r2 they announced that they're releasing the Mega Man battle network legacy connection uh, collection which um isn't the most surprising i mean capcom has been bringing over a majority of their games with it like uh, in collections at least Mega Man, they've done quite a bit um so yeah i i'd say like it, it makes sense to see this kind of release um this one was an oddball that um looking at a lot of people's reactions online there's either some a sense of nostalgia of just like man what the fuck they're bringing this game back and then others who are just like i i have no connection to this what the hell is this and that was a uh, pac-man world repack which is a remaster of a game that came out on like the playstation 2 um gamecube era i believe and yeah this is one of those things that uh going into this partner showcase i was not expecting to see any pac-man related content in this direct so uh it was quite the surprise for me um this one was a game that actually stood out to me and it was uh well if you haven't seen the trailer i implore you all to watch it um 
But they announced a game called Blanc, where it's supposed to be a textless emotional adventure following a young fawn and a baby wolf. And uh, just because of the art style, I think like it's worth to look up like a trailer, some advertisement for it to see what you think about it. And if uh, you're curious about playing it, I mean, I know that I am. I don't know if I'll get to it. If I do, there's a chance that I may talk about it on the podcast. Um, and then for all those Monkey Island fans out there, uh, Return to Monkey Island was announced and we got to see new gameplay. Uh, we then moved on to a game that was actually kind of spoiled. Uh, it was, there was a fuck up on Ubisoft's side of things where they, uh, announced the date prematurely, but, uh, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope will be coming out, uh, this October. October, so that was pretty cool to see. Uh, they also went into the trailer showing um, a bit more of the gameplay, uh, how combat will work, and that Bowser is going to be uh, playable on like as a teammate. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It uh, reminded me of some older Mario games, like uh, what is it, Mario plus Luigi inside Bowser, like or Bowser's Inside Story. That game was that was fun. Um, after that, we saw one of our first um, shadow like uh, releases, and that was uh, Little Noah, Psycon of Paradise, which looked to be another adorable game from Square Enix. Uh, we got Railgrade, a uh, it's kind of like SimCity, except for you know you're more focused on railroad tracks. So, hey, I mean. Um, if it was cheap enough, I think I would pick it up because it sounds interesting, but eh, not the biggest thing. Um, then we got RBG Time, The Legend of Right. We actually got trailer to see uh, Sonic Frontiers and how that will be playing on uh, the Nintendo Switch. And I don't know. It's one of those things that I, I think uh, Sonic Frontier has been kind of... Uh, marketing hasn't been handled the greatest, uh, there's been uh, quite a few odd choices, in my opinion, for how they've handled uh, Sonic. Uh, more specifically, like this game has been announced and showcased on multiple different content, uh, like uh, consoles, for a bunch of different showcases, and they gave the most kind of like in-depth look for like the Nintendo Switch version which doesn't look the prettiest. So, yeah, I, Sega is doing some weird shit. Sega's gonna Sega. Um, this was another interesting title, in my opinion. This is uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, and this is supposed to be kind of like a Animal Crossing-esque game, but with your favorite Disney characters. But the reason why this caught my eye, besides my partner having a huge obsession with Disney is the fact that this is a this is a game where it's going to be actually released in early access for Nintendo Switch which I think this is like the first case we've ever really seen this happening um then of course Nintendo showed a bit of more uh live alive which is going to be coming out this july we got doraemon story of seasons friend of the greater kingdom um we got uh, our our announcement for minecraft legends coming out for nintendo um we got a side uh, side 
uh, story game for Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, which, I don't know, it looks like it's going to have interesting combat and, like, you know, control of monsters, so on and so forth. It looks interesting. And then this one was definitely, like, an oddball, mostly because it caught my eye during the directives, like, what the fuck? And this was uh, Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. And the reason why this caught my eye is because recently I've um, been reading and watching a little bit of Spy Family, and they have Lloyd in the game. And then I also saw the main character from Kaiju number eight. So it was interesting, to say the least. Um, besides that, we saw our second shadow drop of the Direct, and that was Portal, the Companion Collection, another amazing game um, that is actually it's quite fantastic that it's come to Switch and, like, is coming to other consoles from, like, Steam. And, yeah, I, I highly suggest picking up the Portal campaign uh, Companion Collection if you haven't. It's 20 bucks on in the eShop, and it's... Portal 1 and 2. I mean, those are amazing games that people should experience. Uh, the next game is why I believe uh, a few people online have been labeling this the, the Farming Direct is because we got another game from Square Enix card Harvestella, which looks like Square Enix's reaction to games like Rune Factory, if I'm being, being honest. And... Um, Again, uh, I think this game actually looks interesting, and I am interested in picking it up at some point um, when it finally comes out. Uh, Harvestella looks really, really pretty, and it's it really depends on how the combat feels. But yeah, I think it looks interesting. And this is uh, the big shebang, which I will probably be making a episode on all by itself. But they ended off this Nintendo Direct with announcements that Persona Five four golden and three uh portable are coming to switch it's been a it's been a long time i remember still being in high school when uh we all thought that the persona strikers was going to be the persona 5 switch like edition and um yeah no it's definitely it's been a while i'm glad to see this announcement wonder why the fuck it didn't happen sooner but i'm glad it's here and uh yeah i'll do another episode sometime soon going over persona 3 4 and 5 coming to switch which is a sentence that like it both feels like it's been in the making and that it's a long time coming but also you never knew like if atlas was actually going to go through with it because of how long they beat it around the bush Either way, uh, because of like all these games, I think that this was actually one of the best partner showcases and minis that they've done in general. Partner showcase mini-wise, I would say this is the best. Um, Nintendo Direct as a whole, there's been better Directs, but like a lot of people had high expectations going into this Nintendo Direct because of its time frame. This was supposed to be kind of like what people believed the E3 Nintendo Direct, which E3 was canceled this year, so a lot of businesses just kind of went off and did their own shit. It's it's one of those things. Either way, um, overall, I think this was a solid Nintendo Direct. I give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, there's quite a few games that I am planning on picking up. 
and I hope to be able to talk to you all about them when I finally get my hands on them and have uh, put in some time. Either way, uh, stay tuned for that Persona 3, 4, and 5 episode coming out. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, leave a comment. What did you think of the Nintendo Direct if you watched it? And if not, um, with my rambling, what are you excited for? What game are you excited to play on your Nintendo Switch? Anyway, thank you all for listening. And uh, catch you all in the next episode. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Bye.